Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, guys. My name is Sarah Nicole, and I am the host of the Papaya Podcast, where each week we dish out some sweetness mixed in with some seeds of wisdom all through candid conversations in a very real and tangible way. I want everyone to know that they're not alone and that we share in these experiences called life. And sometimes when we get to know somebody else's story, it changes ours a little bit as well. So I want you to tune in with us on Mondays. Subscribe, rate and review it and keep these conversations going with us. You can tune in behind the scenes at the Papaya Podcast and the Birds Papaya on Instagram as well. Can't wait to see you next week. I've got visions in my head. People tell me that I'm crazy. I tell them that's exactly it. I've got reasons for my absence. People tell me that I'm burn out. I tell them I'm not like the rest. Hi, y'all. Welcome back to the show. I am really all over the place today. I'm running on about three hours of sleep. I am delusional. I've been very anxious this past week and I'm very emotional. So hopefully today's episode is good. We're like really trying our best here. I just turned 26 as you guys are listening to this. I need to put my cup away, but to my YouTube audience viewers, that's my YouTube viewers is what I'm looking for. Look at how cute my little spoon thing is. It's adorable in my cup. Like I'm just kind of obsessed with it. I wish I could hold it, but it's making too much noise. Oh, look, the spoon is from Lapel. But anyways, Yeah, I'm like really all over the place. So I feel like today's episode is going to be like a little bit chaotic, which is something that I am trying to channel into my 26th year. When I sat down like two weeks ago to start writing this episode out, I was like, I'm going to be honest with you. I feel like I've learned literally nothing. I've texted like every good friend of mine and I'm like, I just feel like there's really not much different within me. Obviously, like I've accomplished things and things have happened that were good and like, you know, whatever. But I just don't feel like there's that much difference within me in the past year. Besides, I will say on my 25th birthday, I I seriously, I feel like I woke up and I was smarter. Like when they say your brain is fully developed at 25, I believe it. It literally happened overnight. Anything that was like stupid, petty stuff or like things with like a guy that bothered me or just whatever, like anything in life that bothered me, all of a sudden I was like immune to it. And I don't know now that I'm really thinking about it, and we'll get into this now, I I have come to terms with the fact that I do have some sort of, you know, commitment issues and some sort of intimacy issues because it really started when I tried, I made some efforts to stop dating men with commitment issues. And then I became a girl or a woman. I just, does anyone else feel so awkward calling yourselves a woman? Like, I know I shouldn't. I just, I don't know why it makes me feel awkward. Anyways, a woman with commitment issues. So I'm also working on that. I want to channel 
a little bit of chaos in my 26th year. I feel like I just take things so seriously. I'm so routine. And I really do love that about myself. But also like, I just need to live a little. Like things come my way. I was talking to Dom about this earlier and I was like, I just can't like let loose. Like, and I, but I can't when it's scheduled out. Like I know on the weekends that that's going to happen. Or like if I have something planned in advance, but if it's like a Monday night, like I'm in bed at eight and I'm reading my Kindle. Like you guys know this, you know me, we know each other. You guys, you understand, but I, like, I'm young. And it's not that, like, crazy things don't happen to me. Like, I actually have no excuse because some of the craziest stuff does happen to me. So why am I not leaning into that? You know what I mean? Like, I need to stop acting like I'm 80 years old. I can act like I'm 80 years old when I'm 80, you know? And I'm not willing to give up, like, all of my 8 p.m. nights and, like, gardening. You guys get it, but, like, I need to live a little. So we're going to channel a little bit of chaos and we're going to get into that, but I'm just having, like, a week where I'm kind of spiraling. Oh, also, I was about to go off on something, but before I forget, I finally looked down at my notes. New Texas merch is out. I'm wearing the other shirt. I wore the last one last week. So cute. Check it out. And also, Los Angeles live show, August 6th. So I think it's literally three days from today as you guys are listening to it. It's going to be Eras themed. We have TK there. We have Dom there. Macy's there. Tristan's there. We might have a couple other things happening. I just can't say it yet because I'm like pre-recording this. Anyways, come. I know that LA, everyone like plans things last minute, but it's going to be so much fun. And we would love for you guys to be there. If you guys, especially if you're living there or just living anywhere around there and you like want to have a good, good, whole, like wholesome. I don't really know wholesome is the right word for that night. But like, if you just like want to make friends or like it's a cocktail kind of vibe, it's chill. Everyone's like hanging out. I'm gonna hang out with y'all please come. We would love to see you there. So LA, August 6th at I think 6.30 p.m. The link is in my bio for tickets. Anyways, this past week, I have just been feeling very overwhelmed and very anxious and very, there's a lot of things in my life that are changing and a lot of things in my life that I feel like are kind of like happening that are stressing me out that like wouldn't stress out the next person. Like more so like, I don't know how to describe it. Mainly, mainly my issue right now is that I'm overwhelmed and there's a lot of change happening and I've been very anxious and it's like a hormonal thing, I know, but I wanted to like wait and record this episode this week so that I would feel better. And I'm just like not feeling better. So you guys are just getting the real me. You know, hey, listen, it happens. I feel like I'm just in a, you know, a little transition phase or something's about to happen or something. I don't know. Like I can't describe it. I guess. Listen, bear with me. I told you guys it's going to be a lot. Of, we're going to be all over the place. OK, so like here, listen, listen, here we are. I kind of think that I might have some sort of psychic abilities because, okay, hear me out. And I'm like not being that serious, but in like a non-morbid, really horrible way, when something really bad happens, I always know. Like when I go into like grief one day and like talk about it more and whatever, like all of that stuff, I always know when it's happening. Like I looked when like the worst moment of my family's life happened, I looked at the clock and I was in another state. It's very crazy. But I just always like know from anything from like really bad to like, I can always tell when someone's going to hit me up. Like, like in college, I could just tell and I would be like, I feel like so-and-so is going to hit me up today. And I would always tell a friend because I would need to like have some sort of proof because I felt like I was going crazy. And then I get out of my workout class, have a text. Okay. But happened to me like two weeks ago too. I said something to friends and then the next day, like it's very, very weird. So maybe I just have like a strong intuition. I'm not really sure. But anyways, I don't even know why I brought that up. I did want to go over a little tarot card reading I did recently. And if this is not your thing, totally not a big deal. It used to not be my thing either. And it still isn't like my thing strongly. But because I'm spiraling, we need to go through this because she said good things. Okay. 
Dom and I have this girl named Laura that we go to like actual readings for. And then she texted me a couple weeks ago or FaceTime me and Macy and was like, this girl's so good. You need to go to her. So I scheduled something. It's cheap, whatever. These things like I do for fun. But I will say like, there's just so much of it that like is just, it's a little too spot on. So we're going to do a little, what is it called? When you, spark notes. I was like, when you don't read the book in high school, we're doing a spark notes of my tarot card reading so that I can read it out loud to you. And then we guess we can remember that my life isn't over in that not everything that I do sucks. You know what I mean? I don't actually really feel that way. It's actually one of the lessons that I'm learning this year and I've gotten a lot better at, ironically, even though you guys are seeing me at my worst right now. So we'll get into that later. So one thing that was interesting was the death card upside down, which means you usually need to let go of something so something else can flourish. Something that you thought was dead or you were going to get rid of is still fighting for a chance interesting. Then this is the good thing. I got the wheel of fortune card. It's a good luck card and I'm coming into a lucky cycle. And I believe she said it's a 52 day cycle. Yeah. And August 1st starts my lucky cycle, which is my birthday. So sounds amazing because there's a lot of things that are going to be happening and like rolling out come like September. Got like a judgment card, but it's on hold. So it just means reboot, start fresh, new chapter in your life. And I think that's kind of part of the issue. I feel like I just feel like there's nothing happening. Even though there's so much happening, I can't describe it. I know that it sounds annoying, but also like you guys are going to listen. This is every time I say something is annoying, then I get a hundred DMs from y'all being like, no, I get that. Money coming. Love that. It says it's coming and making its way for you. Thank you. This is interesting because I just noticed this like five minutes ago and it's actually one of the points that I was making in this episode and we've already kind of gone into it. But it says next card shows you regarded at one point and you're starting to let your guard down. It says, is there a young man in your life? Is there a connection to your work? I might meet someone through my work. There's something in regards to what these notes sound weird because I am typing them as she talks. There's something in regards to what I do, what my work is in meeting somebody, which is interesting. And then it says between cities, like on the next thing, separate from that. Interesting. A couple other things that were just wild. Oh, interesting. I got the priestess card. This is a magical person. Did you realize you have superpowers? I literally just told you guys that I'm psychic. Okay, and then this is also interesting. And again, I'm like saying this because like we'll see if this happens. It says living young man who either drives a dark vehicle and has dark hair. I don't know if that means or has dark hair. He's my last card, so he's really important. He has money, could be a client or a love connection. The thing that's weird about that is that like I one of my fatal flaws actually is that I don't care if a man has money, which is horrible, not horrible, like to the point where I take everything into an extreme. So then they don't even have a job and then they're like living off of me. So that is like giving me kind of the energy that I need. Like all I ask is like a job. You know what I mean? Like we got to figure some things out there. So anyways, I share that to just, you know, tell all my besties and we'll see what happens this year. And you guys last time I shared something about one of the readings. And then I was posting photos about something else. All of y'all were commenting and they're like, oh my God, do you remember when this girl said that? And I was like, wait, you guys are so right. So I like to tell you guys, cause like I know that I'm gonna forget. And it's just honestly very interesting. So I don't wanna come off as like an annoying self-help guru. I love like self-help shit, honestly, but I don't want, this episode is like, do as I say, not as I do, or like learn from my mistakes or just like random things that have been on my mind. It took me a while to get to 26. Like turns out 26 things is is a lot of things. And like I said, I feel like my brain has just been empty. Like, I don't know. I went to write and I was like, there's just like not a thought going through my brain. I feel like 
it's a combination of I'm overwhelmed right now, but also I've achieved such peace that like there's nothing even really to learn because I'm not in situations that are like making me learn things. You know what I'm saying? Also, I feel like 23 and 24 were such and 20 my 25th year were such like pivotal years in my 20s. And I feel like I just got to a place where I was like stable. You know what I mean? And I feel like I've just been stable this past year. And like, maybe I don't want to be. Maybe I want a little bit of chaos. We need to, we need to add some things in, okay? I need to lean in to the chaos, okay? So I just did a little recap of like things that happened. We spent my last birthday in Austin. I spoke at TCU in front of like 5,000 people. Nantucket, that's when I fell in love with Nantucket. And it's crazy that that was my first time going because you would think that I grew up there by how much I talk about it. We did a, obviously a ton of girls trips still, lots of Fort Worth, Nashville, LA, New York. I went to my first friend's wedding in Tennessee and I love Tennessee. Like if I were to move anywhere, the only place that you could get me to move to would be Tennessee. Like it is so beautiful. I love country music. I need live music. Like if I could listen to live music every single night for the rest of my life, like that would be the happiest version of me. Like I just, I love a concert. I love like a bar with live music. I love a restaurant with live music. Like I just need live music pretty much at all times. Dom and I went to Chris Stapleton. And then the next night we went to Lizzo and we had a very spiritual experience. That was a great vlog. My cousin got engaged. We did live shows in Dallas, Chicago, and New York. Oh my God, I mastered the engagement chicken and I made everyone think that I'm like literally Martha Stewart or Ina Garden. Macy and I became friends this year. Isn't that so weird? Like she, she's recently been saying this to me. She's like, don't you think it's bizarre that like this time last year we weren't even friends and now she's one of my best friends. And I just like can't even, that's so weird to me. Like she wasn't even friends with us at my 25th birthday. Like we didn't even like, we hadn't even met. It's so bizarre. So I would say Macy, I don't want to like blow her ego up any more than it, it already is. But Macy has been a huge part of this past year. I got Aerosculpt. I went to Europe. I got that pink YSL bag that I've literally worn once and I left in London and then I got it and I still have literally not worn it. Yeah. Eras. Uh, Coachella with UGG, which was like a huge goal for me because UGG is my favorite brand ever. My hosting closet. I bought a new house. And then most importantly, I was in the same room as Dolly Parton and I got invited to be in the same room as Dolly Parton. I've already talked about that on this podcast, so we don't have to go back into it. But it was a very, very, very big deal for me. I also feel like maybe I'm just like focusing on too many things right now. And maybe I'm trying to take on too much. And in this next year, I really want to focus on like two to three big things in like kind of press pause on a couple other things and like not like big projects, just like I don't need to be focusing on like so many of the like small things. Like I really want to focus on like my brand. I really want to focus on growing the podcast and I really want to focus on, you know, whatever it is. So I feel like if I just get like two to three things that I'm really focusing on and it's like less is more instead of trying to be everywhere at once and doing everything, I feel like that just might be a better option. I want my 26th year to feel um, like peaceful and at ease with a splash of chaos. I also love like I've said this before, but my favorite quality in people and I feel like I when I'm anxious, I don't feel like I'm this way because I'm so like jittering all over the place and I'm like not even very present. But when I'm in a good place, I do feel like this is a strength that I can have when I'm in a better spot. But my favorite quality in anyone is someone who's like so confident and comfortable in themselves that they make everyone else around them comfortable and confident and also 
like making everyone else's world bigger. So like you are the person that is like making someone believe in themselves more or think bigger like, oh, well, I can also do that. Or like they believe in me. Like I just I love that quality in someone. So I really just want to channel that energy this year. And I feel like after this week of anxiety, I'll be back to that. We're just like taking a little hiatus because apparently I'm just like too anxious to even like think, you know, but yeah, I really just want to go after what I want, but also having like a very open mind to like, I don't know what I want and also not taking everything so seriously. Okay. I seem to loosen up. So lesson number one, I'm so young. I feel like the older I get, the younger I feel and turning, I remember even turning 25, like when I was 23 and thinking about turning 25, which is like funny now, I was like, oh my God, like that's so old. And I was like freaking out about it. And like, then you turn 25 and you realize that it's like still really young. And I feel like I'm going to still feel young at 40, but I used to like really dread getting older because I felt like I needed to like achieve so many things at like a very young age and I'm still very young, but I don't know. Also like 26 is so young. Like I just, I feel like before I put a lot of pressure on age and now I'm just not. And also 26 is so young. But when you're a teenager, it feels like 26 is like you're checking into like a nursing home. You know what I mean? So it turns out, guys, I'm here to tell you 26 is still young. And like so is 40. You know, I love listening to people in their 40s talk about their 20s because it helps me like not place as much pressure on myself and on the situations around me because I hear them talking about it and like they're in a good space now and it like relieves a lot of anxiety for me, if that makes sense. My next thing is, again, because I'm young, I need to stop overthinking. And these are are things that I'm also trying to learn, okay? Have I learned them? You know, we're working on it. But don't overthink. And it's okay to like do things for the plot. Like I will have like crazy things happen, like more so like socially. And I just won't do them because I overthink it. And I'm like, well, I don't want this to like end up messy or I don't want to like hurt this person's like, not feelings, but like, I don't want to hurt this person. I don't want to like whatever. And like, at the end of the day, like you have to just live life. Like I am just always looking at like the worst case scenario. And it's like, just live life, you know? So I'm working on that. I also just like in this past year have had no, not no, and just my interest in like binge drinking or just drinking in general like dwindles by the day like I love a like a cocktail a margarita I love like a beer that I have for like a while like I like I love drinking don't get me wrong but like to get to the point where I'm like hungover the next day I just like don't like it anymore I don't want to do it I used to be like I love going out and like here's the thing like when I go out I love going out but even then like I'm just drinking so much less because I would rather wake up and feel fine the next day, then wake up and feel horrible, which sounds really obvious, but I was just like not in that phase. So I think that that's another thing that's really changed. And also moving, if y'all live in Dallas, I lived on like Lower Greenville area, which Lower Greenville is where like pretty much all of the bars are that we went to. So I lived right there, like right off Henderson. So when I had my townhouse, so it was just so easy to go out all the time. And now like I don't live as close so I'm like, like, there's like a little bit of barrier that's like so dumb, but I'm like, I would just like rather be at home. Like I really would, which also guys, this is kind of the issue because I need to add chaos into my life. And now I'm talking about how I don't want to drink anymore and, and stay home. Drinking has nothing to do with the chaos, but like, you know what I mean? I don't want to like go out or whatever, but whatever. Another thing, and this is a cliche, but words create worlds. Let me give you my first example. And this is a very materialistic one. There are other ones, but they're too personal for me to share on the internet. So 
The one I will share with you, I've already shared on the podcast, but I'll, I'll share it quickly. I kept saying, I will never do another August in Texas ever again without a pool. And I wasn't in the position to where I would have pool this August. Like that wasn't, cause I was talking like a real pool. And then I ordered a stock tank pool and it's getting, or it got installed July 27th. And I was like, see, I kept saying that and subconsciously I somehow ended up getting a pool. But also there's a couple other things that I kept saying as a joke to friends or even like a specific brand knows I wanted with this specific price. And those have come through, like looking at like my journal, like goals and things that I wrote for my 25th year, so much of it ended up happening. And it's stuff that I wasn't even like actively thinking about. It was something that I like wrote down and kind of like put away and they ended up happening. So a little bit crazy, but I'm going to say crazier things this year. Oh, I have a problem with people pleasing in work scenarios. I didn't, I feel like I had an issue like trusting my gut and listening to my gut. I have had that in the past like couple of years and I didn't listen to my gut. And I mean, nothing bad happened. It's on uh, like it's worked out for the best. But luckily, it ended up just being like a lot of stuff that like probably if I would have listened to my gut earlier would have been easier to fix. But I was just so focused on like, again, like not hurting people's feelings or like, I don't know, just dumb stuff. And I feel like girls especially can like relate to that. But I just... I wasn't trusting my gut like I needed to. And every time I don't do that, I regret it. So need to do that. And um, I feel like I've really finally learned my lesson. Okay, like living more from gratitude. I'm getting better at this all the time, especially when I'm really anxious. Like I tried. That's like the one thing that like really, really helps me. Again, the gap in the gain book. I won't go into that here. Have a whole episode on it. But that book really shifted my perspective. And honestly, the most that I learned at all this year, like more in detail with that book, there's a whole other podcast episode, but about like being an overachiever and why do we feel like we're never doing enough and things like that. And the book, The Gap and the Gain really helped me. But I've also just like learned to live more from gratitude. And most of the time when I'm not really anxious, like that is what I'm doing and I feel a lot better. And then when I am anxious, I try to do that. And then over time, it does work. I also read Matt Hagen's book. And I loved that. It was a business book. So good. Burn the boats. And he talks about like partnerships and just things like that. And I was like, you know, like I wish I would have had this book like five, six years ago because I've learned so much about it. But what he talks about in a partnership like is something like technically, yes, this is a business really or a business book. But with relationships, it's interesting because I feel like it applies to every other area of your life. And this, again, seems so obvious, but I feel like it's obvious when you can think logically and not when your emotions are attached to something. So think about it like this applies to all areas of your life, but like you need to be with someone who's bringing like as much to the table as you are like in a relationship. It's like also like giving like not that like I feel like there are times where you give more and the other person gives more and whatever. And that's just like kind of how life is. But it was just like a very interesting book and very, very helpful. And I love that. So that was another thing. Just like try to surround yourself more with people who are like bringing just as much to the table. And I feel like I will get too close and then I will end up in like friendships and relationships that are really just dragging me down because I'm trying so hard to pull them along with me to somewhere they don't even care to go. You know what I mean? So that was a big lesson. The other point, I definitely have commitment and intimacy issues. And I really do want to work on that this year because I don't want to be that way. And I wouldn't describe myself as a guarded person at all unless it comes to like romantic things. 
And it's interesting because like, I don't even have to like the person. Like I can know they like me and I'm guarded. And I'm like, I don't even have feelings for you. Like, why am I so guarded? But I just, I don't know, like with anyone else, I'm an open book. I'll tell you literally anything. Like my whole life is like oversharing on the internet at this point. But when it comes to something that I know is like leaning more romantic, I'm very, very guarded. And I'm just now really realizing that, like picking up on that about myself because I've put myself, I have like built such a wall around myself that I didn't even let anyone get close enough to where I would notice how that makes sense. So it's actually pretty extreme. But also I just, I think part of it is like, I just don't want to settle. I'm terrified of settling. Like that's like literally my biggest fear in life. Like the only way I think, my biggest fear in life is failure. And to me, failure is settling. And so I'm so terrified of like making the wrong choice and then it ending up like holding me back or taking like years and years longer, even though like maybe making the wrong choice is actually not the wrong choice. It's the right choice to then end up getting you somewhere else, like learning something that you need to take from this relationship. And then it like helps you in your future relationships or makes you realize like what you want and what you don't want. But I just have like Literally, like there's just like a wall around me, like no one can get there. And I don't want to be like that because I'm like, I would say that's like the, actually the like antithesis of like who I am as a person. Like I'm very, I'm a very warm, welcoming person. Like I'm like very like Texan. Like that's just how I am. So it's weird that I'm not like that anymore. I feel like, I don't know. It, it just like, I've kind of always been that way with guys now that I'm thinking about it. Like, but like it's way worse now. And I just think that's because I, was like so extreme for so long. I don't know. I, I need to work on it though. You have different friends for different reasons. Not one friend is meant to check off every box, if you will. Like you have friends for certain things. Like I have friends that I'll go to for like business stuff. I have friends that I'll go to sobbing, crying. I have friends that I'll go to to like go work out with. Like just because a friend isn't like sitting there sobbing with you doesn't mean that they're not a friend. I feel like yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like because like I was saying, ironically, I am like a very open person. If someone isn't also very open, it's kind of hard for me to like connect. And I don't know. I think I just expected everyone to be the same way. Like people are just not that way. So uh, yeah, you just have friends for different reasons and don't put too much pressure on your friendships to begin with. I think that's huge. I feel like this year I've definitely become like way more of a host. I was hosting before, but this past year I've just gotten better at it, I would say. And obviously my hosting calls that has helped this house has made the biggest difference. But it is just something I love doing. Like it is literally my favorite thing to do. If I could host a dinner party every night, I would. And I just love it. Or even just like something chill or people come over. Like I love it for a couple of reasons. But I also think it goes back to like, even though this is so cheesy, like romanticizing your life and just like putting in the extra effort to make memories and like things actually be special versus just like sitting around and like doing nothing in the same old like, if you want to do something, like make it happen, you know? And this also goes to like, I'm the friend who's the planner. And I get messages a lot from people who are like, and I go, I don't know, this is just like something that doesn't bother me, but I'll tell you why it doesn't bother me. I get messages all the time from people being like, how do you, like, I feel like I'm always a friend who's making all the plans. I feel like I'm always a friend who's like initiating things and whatever. And I do think that you need to make sure your friendships are like two-sided, but not everyone, it's like love, like love languages. Not everyone is the friend that's going to like go make plans all the time, but maybe they're the friend who will go help, like do something else or they show their love a different way. It's not, I think where we, where we like really go wrong is we expect people to show and give love the same ways that we show and give love. And I think very often that gets kind of like, confusing when it comes to plans. Like I am the friend who's making most plans. Like I just have kind of always been that way. 
but it's not because my friends don't like me. I hope it's just because like that is like my thing that I do and they all do other things that I don't do maybe. And like they bring that to the table. I just don't think that I think sometimes it is that deep and maybe they are being bad friends. But for the most part, I think that like people are just different. If that makes any sense. That wasn't even one of the points, but goes back to like I'm hosting and always doing that stuff because I just love it. Also, I'm like the one who like I have like the best place for hosting now at this house. Okay, this is a realization more so than it is like a lesson learned, but I am the direct friend. I've realized and I didn't always view myself as this and I don't think I always was this, but I just like will not lie to people. And I feel like as I've gotten older and become more confident, I just view, like I'm not mean. I'm not like, harsh even. I mean, maybe sometimes I am a little bit, but like, I never mean it to come off harsh if it ever comes off harsh. Like, I just view being honest with your friends as loving your friends and lying to your friends as like, th- that's just horrible. Like nothing drives me crazier than when there's like a whole friend group saying something about someone like behind the girl's back, like not talking bad about the girl, but like, oh, this boyfriend is so horrible. Like, I guess that's a bad example because there's a time and a place, but like, Basically, they know something that this girl clearly doesn't and they're not telling her because they are acting like it's just not their place. But really, they're just too scared of like conflict. And I think that like truly loving someone is being honest with them. So more than ever, I feel like I've been very honest and direct with my friendships, which has only made them stronger, but not in the way where I'm like, oh my God, I know everything because there's a lot of things where I'm like, I have literally no idea. Or also like, yeah, this is a messy situation. But like, I also think that like this happens in life. Like, I don't think it's, you don't always just go from like point A to point B. You know what I mean? Like sometimes life is messy and we all fuck up. We all mess up. And then you get to where you need to go and it's not that big of a deal. But I don't know. Dom has really pointed this out about me because she's like, you just really tell me how you feel. And I'm like, but it's because I love you. Like I don't want you. And it's typically based off of context of like things that they've said in the past of like what they don't want, you know? But yeah, I'm just really the, the direct friend. I never felt that way about myself before. And maybe I was just too scared. And I, and I think I was too afraid of conflict. And like, oh, I just like didn't want to like have to be the one to say it. And then you say like, it's not my place. And it's like, but really, you just like don't want to like deal with it. And yeah, I just always appreciate when people are honest with me too. Like I really genuinely care about my friends' opinions. They really matter to me because they know me well. The, they know me the best. So it does matter to me. I think the next point is literally about how I care too much about my friends' opinions. I've noticed this in the past couple of months. So like, As someone who does not care what people think for the most part, like it actually is. And obviously there are times that I do care. Like there are times that it really gets to me. I'm not a fucking robot, you know, but I would say overall, it's not my biggest problem. Like it's not something and it's pretty easy for me if it's like people on the Internet. I'm like, you don't even know me like whatever. But I care a lot what my friends think and not that that's a bad thing. I think you should care to like a healthy extent, but there's certain things of like making decisions that like I know would make me happy that I like won't do because I don't think that they would think it's cool. And then I talk to them and they do think it's cool. Like it's just like dumb. So I do think that I'm like putting too much emphasis on people's opinions. And another thing, like when it comes to like specific areas of my life, I really value people's opinions who are like in their 40s, who are older than me and have already walked through it because they actually have advice to give you. Like we can't always give each other the best advice because we're, it's like the blind leading the blind. Like we don't know what we're doing. You know what I mean? So it's really helpful. Like when you go to someone for relationship advice, that's like single and like has only had unhealthy relationships. Like, yes, sometimes people do have great advice and whatever. 
I just would always rather go to someone who's like in like a healthy marriage of like something that I want so that they can give me the advice because I feel like I'm like leaning more into their direction. You know, it's like don't listen to someone's criticism that you wouldn't accept their advice because you don't want to be more like them. You know what I mean? Okay, and this is ironic because I'm not really feeling this way right now. But actually, I'm going to do this as like a two-parter. I move one of them up. So I have learned to not like place almost like facts to my feelings. Like when I'm feeling this way, I also have PMDD. So like sometimes my emotions are just like really out of whack. I can be feeling a certain way and it doesn't mean it's true. And it doesn't mean that that's how I actually truly feel on the matter or that's like really truly my view. Like if I am feeling like a flop one day, I can easily, well not easily, I can still feel like that all day, but like logically I'm like, I know that I don't actually feel this way. I just am having an off day, you know, X, Y, and Z. Maybe I didn't get enough sleep. Maybe I haven't been taking care of myself. Maybe I'm, you know, whatever it is. I'm able to not place like as much emphasis on my feelings in a healthy way. So then I'm able to like not spiral as much. So I'm better at like self-talk and getting myself out of a spiral but also not placing like emphasis on feelings. That's why I don't love filming and recording when I feel this type of way, because the more I talk, the more I'm like talking about it. And then I feel like it's like making it fact. Whereas like if I'm just feeling that way and I'm like not filming that day and I'm just like going off my life, like I know it'll pass. Like emotions and feelings, they will pass. And it doesn't mean that they are fact, but it is important for you to feel them. But it doesn't mean that you actually think that you're a flop or you actually feel that way. Like sometimes you just have an off day and you don't need to place so much emphasis on your emotions because it's not true. So like if I, let's say I only feel this way like 10% of the time. That's why I hate filming when I'm like this because it's like, it's only 10% of the time. Like I don't actually feel this way, but then I feel like the things that I'm saying like from that lens are true, but they're not actually true in like the grand scheme of things, if that makes any sense. Um, I'm also like way more comfortable with the long game and like quote, the idea of like failure or the idea of things like not working out or not working out immediately. I feel like before I was so not comfortable with it. And again, like failure is like my biggest fear ever, but I've just like really reframed how I feel about failure. And also I love reading books and like listening to stories, listening to podcasts of other people's, you know, their life journeys or their own lessons or whatever it is, because then I'm able to think like, oh, well, this person did this and it took them like three businesses before they did this and, you know, whatever. Like I'm able to like be logical with myself, if that makes any sense. But yeah, I just feel like I'm not as like my soul isn't so attached to things anymore. Even when things like it's not even like failures, like things aren't doing as well. Like if like sales are down or something's down or whatever, I don't tie that as much to like my overall being, if that makes any sense, which is a huge accomplishment for me because before that was like my biggest thing. Like I just felt like I was too intertwined in everything. And then as I like created my own life, it helped me like be able to step back. But now I feel like I do have a way healthier like separation with like who I am versus like what I'm like doing like success wise. Another thing, this is a very hard lesson for me to learn because I will do anything and everything for a friend who needs help. But sometimes the best thing you can do for a friend is give them space and stop enabling them and let them figure it out on their own. Because I do feel like I have caused a lot more harm than good in certain like specific situations where it's like sometimes it is good for people to learn the hard way. And sometimes like by always being there to like pick up the pieces or, you know, cover what they need or, you know, take care of them or whatever it is, like always, 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 always being there. 
I think that sometimes you're just enabling and then they're never going to get better. And I have been horrible about this in the past, like with relationships, like even like there's certain like relationships that I've been in where they have been literally like just so insane at the end, like crazy. And I'm like, I don't think I was holding you back in the way that you say I was holding you back. I think I was holding you back because I was enabling you and taking care of everything and you didn't have to do anything in like real life. Like I so see now how I was holding them back because I was enabling them. Do you see what I'm saying? And I feel like I do that in certain friendships. So this year, it's been the hardest thing to do because like I so want to like know and be in the loop and whatever. And it's not that like we won't be friends forever. It's more so just that I recognize like I think this person just needs to figure this out on their own and that any help that I'm constantly offering is actually not good for them. You know, I feel like I hear this like parents talk about this with their kids. But I, yeah, I just so I think I'm pretty bad at enabling in general. I think I need to. Really, I mean, I have actually been really working on it. It's been tough. It really has. I feel like I, in every single podcast episode, I talk about how much I love my friends, but like female friendships specifically with all these like Barbie edits going around, like it is so, I really don't know where, I wouldn't be happy in my life if I didn't have like my female friendships. Like that is where I get so much like joy and love and fulfillment. And like, if you're having an off day, like someone else is there to like remind you that you're not a flop or remind you that this isn't true. Like all the things we've been talking about in this episode. But I just think the importance of female friendships, like every year that goes on in my life, like becomes more and more important. And like, two years ago, I wouldn't, I would have never been able to say like, I think it will ever be more important to me because it's always been like probably the most important like or up there. But every year that goes by, I think just like as we grow up and like we're, you know, experiencing more, more like womanhood, it's just that much more important. And I'm just so grateful for like the friends that I have. I am so lucky. Like I really, really am. But yeah, I just think like female friendships, like I would literally die without. I had a night this year that I am like so I just like messed up I was not myself I was not okay and I just was like I I was literally I turned into like a demon basically and I still I feel like I've gotten to a place where I'm like better but I just had so much shame like I've never felt shame the way that I did and I beat myself up over it oh my god so much to where like literally no one else cared and they were like calm down like everyone messes up but I really do I think expect like perfection for myself in certain ways like and I think my mom has always told me I'm a perfectionist and I'm like what do you mean because like I will turn in like a half-assed paper or like you know I'm not like if there's a light bulb that's not fixed in my house it'll take me a year to get to it like I'm not a perfectionist in those ways but in regards of what I expect of myself I am and so the fact that like I just like wasn't great that night and I I was horrible, like I just had so much shame about it. So I'm learning like self-forgiveness and self-compassion because it's okay. And again, like I feel like I'm making this a way bigger deal than it ever needed to be. But it just like really bothered me. And yeah, I feel like it was the most I've ever in my life experienced shame. I've never experienced it to that degree. And my friends will literally be like, can you shut up? But like, and yes, I did make it a bigger deal, I'm sure. But it's just like, I don't know. I just, it was just, I, I, I don't know. You mess up. Basically, you mess up, you know? And by you, I mean, I messed up, but I meant like you to myself. Does that make sense? Okay. Okay. So I don't know how else to frame this besides back to the basics. And I don't think that that's a really good way of how I'm trying to describe this. But I feel like sometimes, actually, I feel like moving to this house has really like opened my eyes to this because I like 
really like the simple things in life. I like cooking. I like organizing. No, what am I saying? What? I like cooking. I like reading. I like horses. I like going on walks. Like I just like like simple day to day things. And sometimes we'll overcomplicate it. And like, especially with someone like me, who's like such an overachiever and like wants this big life. Like, I love that stuff, but that stuff isn't even like what like fulfills me. Like I already have what fulfills me. So I like, I like the idea of back to the basics and by back to the basics. I just mean like the things that I know that I love. And again, this goes to like live music. Honestly, it goes to like country music. Like there's just like, I love country music. I can't even describe in which the way that I do. Like I just love it. But like, I feel the most myself when I'm like driving and the windows are down and I'm playing country music and that's like the happiest that I'll ever be. And I don't need all the other things. Like, I feel like we just like overcomplicate life all the time. And like, we don't need that. You know, this one's huge. I need to stop speaking in absolutes. I've always had this issue, literally, but always, always, always. I just said it. But like, I, this is what kind of goes back to what I was saying about how like your feelings aren't always facts. So sometimes I'm like feeling bad. I'm like, well, I always feel this way. And it's like, no, you don't. Like, you just feel this way right now in this moment. And then when you have like, so you have like an argument with a sibling. Like my siblings and I have talked about this and like stopped doing it. I'm like, we need to stop fighting with absolutes because it isn't true. Like saying things like you always make me feel this way or you always do this or you never do this, like isn't a fair way to fight. It's not a fair way to argue. But more so what I mean with speaking in absolutes is that I need to stop thinking that I always know what is best for me or I always know what I want. Because if there's one thing that I have learned in my 20s so far, it's that I have literally absolutely no idea what I want. Where I'm at now, I am the happiest ever. Like, I'm so grateful for where I'm at. But if you would have told me that this would have been my life at 20, this is not what I wanted when I was 20 years old. I would have been like, oh my God, no, that's the last thing that I want, right? So I do need to trust the process and just understand that maybe, just maybe, I don't actually know anything. You know what I mean? Or like sometimes things will surprise you, right? Like I was talking to my dad yesterday. Actually, this is like a side note. We were in the car or I was in the car on the phone with him and I'm like really close to my dad. My All of my siblings are. And we were talking and I was just like updating him on something. And he was like, well, I mean, you always know, like, you know what's good for you. And I was like, dad, do I really? And he was like talking about this, like in terms of dating. And I was like, you've seen the people that I've dated. Not one of them has been good for me. Like, what are you talking about? So I think that that, let's just let that be a lesson for everyone. You know, like sometimes you really just have literally no idea. And I wouldn't be surprised if like I ended up with someone who is like the opposite of what I want. I do think like, I don't, I don't think I'm like an idiot and clueless as to what I want. I do think that like I've grown and learned and I have a better idea of it. I'm just saying I wouldn't be surprised if I was one of those people who like shocked us all. You know what I mean? But part of me like thinks I'm gonna end up exactly with the kind of guy that I think. But like, we'll see. I made another point that says I'm just so much less attached to the idea of success. And by the success, I mean like societal success. Like I want to live a life that I love that feels good to me and not one necessarily that like I feel like I need to be living or I feel like I need to have like a Fortune 500 company and all this crazy stuff. Like I just like trust that things are going to happen if they're meant to happen and that I can do it and that it doesn't need to all happen in this moment. So I'm just like a lot less attached to the idea of to the pressure, I guess, that I put on myself. Silent walks have been a huge thing this year. Thank you, Maddie. Okay, this podcast. She talked about it on the podcast or maybe on TikTok. And I started doing silent walks. And let me tell you, they sound terrifying, but they are the best thing ever. 
You walk outside, no headphones. And I just, if you're ever overwhelmed or stressed out about something or in a funk or having like a creative rut, go on a silent walk because you will come back with like 15 new ideas and just feel so much better. It's like, I feel better doing that than I do in like therapy. Like it's crazy. Also, solo dates is another thing that has been a big thing this year. I've always been someone who like does most things alone just because I've like pretty much always worked alone. But like taking like intentional solo dates, it's just so empowering. And I feel like it really helps with your confidence and also like self-worth and self-love because like you're actually like treating yourself like you would treat a friend or a partner. And I love that. The last thing that I have, my phone gives me so much anxiety and I need this thing gone. Like even in the past couple of nights, I've been like on my phone so much. Like, what am I doing? Like, I'm addicted to this thing. Like, I don't, which is ironic because like you guys are probably watching this through like a phone screen. And like, so am I, by the way. But I just like, I really want in the next year to be able to just like throw my phone away and like not touch it for a couple hours. It's it's difficult because a lot of my job is on my phone. But yeah, like at night, I'm normally really good about just like putting it down at eight. But right now I'm on it and it's like making me so anxious and just stressed out. Okay, so that is it for this birthday episode. Sorry that it was like a weird vibe. I feel like you guys are just getting the honest truth of where I'm at today. But I'm hoping that my 26th year is a great one. I had a great feeling about 25. I don't even know how I feel about 26 because I just am so all over the place and I'm so overwhelmed right now. But I really hope it's the best year. Yeah, we're just going to be channeling some chaos. Like I need y'all to channel your chaos with me or for me. If you have ideas, crazy things that I should do, please. Like I am open to options. Like I'm so not chaotic at this point that I'm like asking how to be chaotic. Like I'm asking you guys, like what should I do? I can't keep living my life like this because I want to, but I need to like live a little bit. I'm only, I'm young. You know what I mean? So anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast episode. Get your live show tickets, get your merch, get your, or subscribe to the YouTube channel, leave a nice rating and review and tag us on your Instagram stories. But I love you guys so much and I will talk to you next week. Bye.